welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now here's Rick. Well, welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel, and this is episode number four. And we're going to talk today again about success. We talked a couple weeks ago about permission to be successful. And today I want to talk about the plan. I like alliteration, so get ready. Permission, now plan. Once you have permission to be successful, then you need a plan. It seems so basic. And yet so many people miss it right at this key, key, key point. It's not what you wish for, hope for, dream about, want to have. It's what is the plan that you are going to implement that will bring you success. There's simply no way around having a plan. Here's what's happening in our world today. The urgent overwhelms the important. And with social media and with the ease of access in terms of communication, texting, things like that, cell phones, email, all that, you just have a situation where it is so very possible that you have communication coming at you from so many different directions and they all think they're important. They all say they're urgent. And what happens is the truly important doesn't get done. And this is where many of you are missing out on the success that God wants you to have. You are missing out because the urgent, the supposed urgent is overwhelming the important. And and the only way to combat that is to have a plan. And to live your life according to your plan. Success is not an accident. You don't just fall into it. You have a plan and you work your plan. And when you have a plan and you work your plan, you have the potential, the great potential for having success. I like what the book of Proverbs, which is the wisdom book. I mean, the whole Bible is filled with incredible wisdom, but it is the book that is solely about wisdom. Just little bits of wisdom, little uh, phrases and insights. Here's one in Proverbs 16, beginning with verse 1. We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. We may think we know it's right, but the Lord is the judge of our motives. Now listen to this. Share your plans with the Lord and you will succeed. Wow. Share your plans with the Lord and you will succeed. The key there, of course, is motives. You know, your motives have to be right. You may think you know what's right. God will judge your motives. But if you have a dream, if you have something that you really want to do with your life, and you know your motives are pure, You can expect God's blessing on you, helping you to succeed. But listen, share your plans with the Lord and you will succeed. 
But what if you don't have a plan? What do you share with God? You don't share anything because you don't have anything. The only way God can help you to be successful is when you present God with a plan. So you have to have a plan. It always comes down to a plan. How are you going to get from where you are today to where you want to get to? Where do you want to be? And how are you going to make sure that that is so clear that everybody else's issues and problems and urgency of what they want from you doesn't keep you from becoming who it is that you're supposed to be? I think there are four different paths that you can take. And you have to choose the right path. And I think there's only one right path. But let's talk about some of these. I would say the first path is to be reactionary. You are always responding to events. You're reacting. You're not proactive. You are reactive. You are simply reacting to what happens in your life. This is almost what you might call choosing by default. You know, it's, it's by default. It's not a plan. It's just you are responding and you are reacting to things that happen in your life. You're putting out fires. You're going from one fire to another fire. You're responding to whatever, you know, cries the loudest or pitches the biggest fit. Whatever squeaks and makes the most noise, you know, and a, Way too many people live like this, and then they're frustrated because their life doesn't turn out the way they want it to be or how they hoped it would be, and it's because they have chosen this reactionary path. You can choose the path of conformity. This is where you live your life according to really kind of the, you know, the view of the crowd, you know, just pressure of people, people pleasing, it's not the way, it's just not the way you want to go with your life. It, it's not the way that leads to success. I recently read some, some fascinating research that came from Ray Dalio. He's the billionaire investor and founder of Bridgewater Associates. And he asked some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs to take a one-hour personality test. And particular businessmen had very similar results in one category. Now, this test is similar to like a personality test like the the well-known Myers-Briggs for instance, breaking, you know, people down into different four-letter categories. And he said that we look for people with a wide range of thinking types and that's the qualities that his, his firm, Bridgewater Associates, looks for in uh, what he would call an ideal job candidate. And so he was talking about different businessmen and different attitudes. And then he, he said something very fascinating, and that is that some of these top, incredibly successful leaders all score low in a category called concern for others. Now, let's let's let me tell you who I'm talking about. Elon Musk, this is SpaceX and Tesla. Bill Gates from Microsoft. 
Jack Dorsey, who we'll be talking about in an upcoming episode, by the way, and Reed Hastings, who's uh, Netflix. So they all took this same test, which is amazing that he could get these guys, these heavy hitters, to do it. So this is fascinating information. And really, what they're saying is that they choose to achieve their professional goals over pleasing others. So it isn't that they they don't care about people. That's that's absurd. That's that's silly. In fact, Elon Musk has talked a lot about how it's the people that he's been able to bring together that have allowed him to have the success that he's had. It's it it might be best understood like this. They will do whatever it takes to accomplish their dreams even if there's a chance it may upset some people. So that's really what it comes down to is not being someone who conforms to what others want them to conform to or be like. Not being so concerned about being liked and pleasing people, but rather realizing that to achieve their goals, that that has to become secondary. But for those who choose... And again, many do the 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 path of conformity. They you know they want people to like them, and I I'm saying it's hard to be successful if that's your goal is to make people like you. Now let me be clear. Whenever I talk about this, you know people always come up to me. Why don't you care about people liking you? I'm not saying that I don't care about people liking me. I'm not saying that you go out of your way to be a jerk and tick people off. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying when it comes down to pleasing people or pleasing God, going back to share your plans with the Lord and you will succeed, you choose that path. You choose that direction for your life. All right, here's another path, the path of individuality. Now, you may say, ooh, I like that. But here's what I would say. This is the illusion of independence and autonomy. The true path of individuality is, is, is a rare one. And we can fool ourselves into thinking that we're more independent and autonomous than we really are. In fact, I think that this path is really a path of self-centeredness. This is a path where you do things for yourself. And here's a way to not be successful. Whenever you want to help others and get others involved, again, this is Again, to just balance out this, I'm not about pleasing other people. Sure, but you're about building a great team and and getting people on board and having everyone share the same vision and be moving in the same direction. When you really just value individuality, you really become about you. And when it becomes about you, there's a much uh, lower probability of success. Or you can choose the path of intentionality. And this is the path of having a clear plan for your life and your future. You live intentionally, not haphazardly. You have a proactive, intentional approach to life. You know what you're doing each and every day. You know what you're doing. And when you do each and every day, each week, each month, each year, then this is how a person ultimately becomes very successful. If you live according to a plan, you execute according to your priorities. My background in sports uh, taught me this time and time again. Football is a great example. It's not the only sport that, but it's a great example because you have a game plan, but then you have to execute the game plan. And one of the great things about 
footballs that there's a halftime and then you can sit down and evaluate. Are we executing the game plan that we set out to do? Are we doing what we wanted to do? And you know, what has the team done to keep us from executing our plan? What adjustments do we need to make? But you've got to know what your priorities are. That's crucial. And so how do you determine your priorities? How do you, how do you have a clear sense of this is what matters to me because that's the key to the plan being successful. So let me just give you some questions to ask yourself and of course to answer for yourself. Here, here's the first one. What do I love to do? What do you love to do? What are you passionate about? What do you care about? Because that's going to determine your potential to be successful. So what is that for you? Sometimes they call it the why, you know, what is your why? I sat down with a guy the other day, businessman, and uh, he's about to open his fourth franchise. And he said, you know, it's, it's pretty weird, but believe it or not, I'm doing all this, but I really don't have the why. You know, people say, you know, know your why. He says, I don't know my, what my why is. So I was just talking with him for maybe another 15 or 20 minutes. And um, all of a sudden he started talking about how we wanted to retire at 50, part of what they call the FIRE movement, financially independent, retire early. If you've ever heard that phrase. But people who want to retire early. And those people have a plan that doesn't just happen. And so I said to him, I said, you do have a why. He goes, well, what is it? I go retiring early. That's your why. Your why is I want to do other things. He loves uh, bass fishing and he's got a big uh, kind of like a big, not a farm, but horses and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, he wants to spend time loves God, it's very involved in the church, so he wants time for that, and so that's the why. So what do you love to do? And then I would ask always this question, you know, is it pleasing to God? What do you, what do you love to do? And then is it pleasing to God? You're like, what do you want to do with your life? I want to make millions you know, with pornography. I don't think that's a very good uh, idea, uh, a very good approach. Although there's lots of money to be made there, the exploitation of women and, and men as well, and just the whole underbelly of that industry is not something that you'd want to involve yourself with. Here's another question. Does it utilize my gifts? Very little chance you'll ever be successful in life unless you're using your unique giftedness. What gifts and talents do you have? Because it's in using those that you will be successful. Trying to be successful outside of your giftedness is virtually impossible to do. But doing stuff within your giftedness, what you're particularly talented at, good at, wow, that's, that's, that's something that has great potential for success. I would ask the question, you know, can it have a positive impact? Can it have a positive impact? Is what you're doing going to have a positive impact? And, you know, that's a, that's a big question. There's a commercial on TV right now, and this guy's talking about he makes robots, and 
toys for kids and you know that's going to change the world and some may say i'm not sure creating robots for kids to play with is changing the world but to him it is he feels like he's helping kids to have a happier childhood and you know you could make the case and you can make the case for a lot of things along those lines i think will it help others is is tied to that as well you know how's this going to help other people not just again serve you make you rich or be about you, but how can it help other people? What's most important to you? That's a, that's a good question. Slightly different than the what do I love to do? You know, what really is important, but generally what you love to do and what is important to you will have some type of connection, some symbiotic relationship between the two. In fact, I would say that is exactly in that uh, relationship that is the sweet spot of, of success. So those are just, you know, some questions, you know, is it best for my family? You know, how does it impact my family? That's another question you could ask. There's probably more, but those are some good ones to get you going in terms of kind of identifying your priorities. I mean, ultimately, you know, your values, what is it that you value? Your motivations, what, what is it that really motivates you? Your passion, what are you really excited about? That determines your priorities. I mean, when you can go through this process, and it's a very important process to go through, and it's the kind of process that you may say, gosh, that seems like work, and, and I would say, and you know, we'll talk about this again in upcoming episodes, yeah, it'll always come back to work. But that's the kind of work that, you know, you do up front, and, and then you, you know, it sets the table for everything that happens from there. So determining your priorities is, is just crucial and and sometimes it's really just about sitting down and kind of putting pen to paper or you know fingers to keys whatever you want to call it it's in there it's in you it's maybe you know been swirling about bouncing around and it just needs to be clarified it just needs and that's what's good about writing things down as a writer you know I'm pretty partial to writing but I really think that writing helps you clarify your thoughts and I just think it's a good exercise to do and I think if you ask yourself these questions and really write down some answers you'll you'll be you'll be on your way you'll absolutely be on your way so now that you really have the priorities that can really inform what the plan should be you know then you've got to get down to sort of the nuts and bolts of really figuring out how we're going to make this plan the plan will focus your life for success, absolutely, positively. And that is the key. Now, the plan is going to help you to manage this incredibly precious resource called time. I mean, really, life has two great resources, time and money. Those are the two. Sometimes one is more important than the other, more valuable, but depending on the situation. But they're both incredibly significant. And so... In this case, the plan helps you to manage your time. You have to ask yourself, what will it take you know, to get this accomplished? What is it going to take? How much time is going to need to be invested? You may think, well, Rick, I, I don't know the answer to that question. And I suppose no one knows the complete answer in terms of the total plan, but you know, you've got to spend some time trying to determine, okay, at least initially, what's the what's the what's the timeline look like? And what's what's this plan gonna look like? And then 
this is kind of the basics of any successful plan. And so I'm just going to lay it out for you and then we'll kind of unpack it. You have to have a plan, then you have to have a strategy. Yes, you have to have a strategy for implementing the plan. And then you have to have some way of measuring your activity, some type of analytics on what are you doing with this activity. And then you have to be able to ad adapt to the plan. Again, go back to the football analogy. You have a plan, and so you have a strategy for how the game plan is going to be executed, and then, then we, the game starts. Now, after two quarters, we have halftime, and now we can look and we can say, all right, our goal was to really uh, dominate the line of scrimmage and primarily uh, eat up the clock by running the ball. So we would have wanted to have, by halftime, to at least have rushed for 150 yards. And then, you know, you go in and the OC offensive coordinator says we have 74 yards of rushing. We're, we're not doing it. It's not happening. Now, maybe they've decided to take away the run and, and you know, we're going to pass the ball more. That, that's where we have to look at how are we going to uh, measure our our numbers and how are we going to then adapt to what is happening, what the situation is. So that's this process. I mean, that's how it works. It always comes down to these basic components that, that lead to success. So I'm not saying that just having a plan, you'll be successful. I'm saying the plan is the beginning point. Then there's the strategy to execute the plan. Then there's the measuring of your activity and analytics. How are you doing? And then there are the necessary adjustments that you make. All of that does get you to a success for whatever you want to do. Now, to develop the plan, you know, there's certain guidelines that I think, you know, you just have to, to, to follow. You have to, again, look at it and say, okay, what is it that I want to do? How is my uniqueness, my talents and gifts and abilities, how, how is that going to factor into this? How am I going to uh, be guided by the Holy Spirit helping me, directing me, giving me wisdom? What are the principles that I'm going to base this plan on? I mean, if you go against your own values or against, say, biblical principles, then the chances for success lessen significantly. So, again, asking yourself these sorts of questions. I think that one way to look at, say, a, a, a week is to just ask yourself, you know, how am I going to break down this week? Because... I think that the week kind of breaks down, in, and I just, again, just like to play with words, but, you know, your test day or your test days, your best days and your rest days. You've got test days, best days, and rest days. Everyone has these in their life. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't accomplish what you want to accomplish and become successful if you don't carve out certain days to be your best days, your days of productivity, high productivity. And by the way, that cannot be every day. There is no way every day can be a best day, a high productivity day. You have to identify what are those days or, or what are the times in those days. The test days are just, you know, the things that you have got to do, you know, things you got to take. You just I mean, there's just things you have to do. They're not glamorous. They're the logistical things. 
they're the nuts and bolts things, but they're the things that are necessary and they're a part of it. They're not the things that get you the big wins. They're not the things that even use your greatest degree of giftedness, but they're the part of the plan that everyone has, you know, the blocking and tackling of, of life. You know, there, it's not the 50 yard touchdown pass. It's not the 60 yard run. It's not the interception return for a touchdown. It's not that best day thing, but it's just the, the move in the ball. And that's a part of it. And then the rest day, you've got to rest. You have to have times of rest. You can't, just go, go, go all the time, or you will not be successful. So you've got to set yourself up with those with those three things. The, the steps that you take have always got to be about focus. What is the action you're going to take? It has to be focused action. Very specific. It, it has to involve great energy. I mean, you've got to bring the energy. Successful people are people who bring the energy. So you have to have focused action and action with energy. That is crucial. I think that setting up your week in terms of, okay, how am I going to have my test days, rest days, best days? How am I going to bring that focused action and, and great energy is really about planning even the night before the, the day is going to begin. This idea that planning is not just the big plan, the macro plan. It's the macro plan and it's the micro plans. What's this week going to look like? What's this day going to look like? The night before, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to put my energy first thing in the morning. This is what I hope to get accomplished in that day. And again, we'll talk more about this in the, in the weeks to come. There's different strategies you can use for determining how you to best use your time. And we'll talk about those. But just initially here, this, just this basic concept of you just don't sort of wake up and be like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do today. You wake up because the night before you just set out, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. These are the meetings I'm going to have. This is the, you know, this is the writing I'm going to do. This is the planning I'm going to do. These, this is the whatever. You've got to determine these are the calls I'm going to make, whatever we're talking about. And then you've got to be able to track your progress. You know, how did I do? Did you accomplish what you set out to accomplish that day? Did you accomplish what you set out to accomplish that week? You got to evaluate it. And if you didn't, then you have to begin to make the changes. You have to adapt. You have to tweak it. When you do, in fact, have success the way that you set out, then you've got to reward yourself. You know, you can't just wait until a giant milestone happens, you've got to reward yourself more often than that. So celebrate those successes and, and celebrate those victories. And I'll just tell you, this is something that I, I've had to learn in my own life. One of my mentors came to me and said, Ricky said, listen, you gotta, you gotta learn to smell the roses. You know, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He said, you just, you know, you just go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And 
you never pause in between to just kind of enjoy and celebrate and really reflect on you know what you've accomplished before you you know move to the next mountain or to the next challenge and it's taken me a while you know to to learn that but i i do think i've learned it now and so i just encourage you you know don't don't do the stuff i used to do because it took me too long to learn it to just say you know it's going to be a, a time when we just sort of celebrate what we were able to accomplish, reflect on it. It was a good week. Good things got accomplished. And you got to break these things down. And, and you know, I've been a part of, you know, multi-year type things like building a, a church building, giant building, uh, writing books. You know, my book that's coming out this October is four-year process. So, when you're, you know, you can't just go four years and then, oh, when the book gets published it's over four years by the time the book gets published, you know, oh, now we're going to celebrate. You got to celebrate along the way. And I think if you do that, that keeps you motivated and keeps you moving in, in the right direction. But again, the plan, the plan, it's all about if you do not have a plan, I mean a plan that you can absolutely point to and say, this is the plan. This is how I'm going to get there. I just can't encourage you enough, develop the plan, go through the questions in terms of your priorities and get yourself to a place where you're saying, I know where I'm going. I know, I know what I need to do to, to reach this place that I can say this was a successful operation, this was a successful project, whatever you want to call it. It all begins with plan, and you've got to be intentional about it, and I I definitely encourage you to do that. Well, I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.